What up, party people? It's your boy Jack, you see? And Shade. And his boy Shade, aka Pleasure P. Y'all remember that song, Boyfriend Number Two? No. You don't? No. Oh, man. Alright, um, what was I gonna say? Alright, so... Uh, <laughs> boyfriend Number Two? Boyfriend Number Two. Why do you say that? Huh? Why do you say that? Oh... Uh, you don't remember yesterday's episode? Oh, okay. That's what you're getting at. <laughs> I, I prefer... Do you know The Dream? Are the you familiar Dream. with The Dream? Prefer to consider myself more of a Mr. Yeah. Mr. The yeah. There you the go. The guy all the girls come back to. Like, you already know, but... <laughs> boy, oh boy. Like, and with that being said, I'm going to move on to... Uh, I'm going to hit you with another double dose of two-sentence horror. Two-sentence horror. You only get it once a year. I might as well. So, the first one is by our friend, You Shouts from Both Sides. He's a Reddit user. And uh, it goes, I've always wondered what's the scythe for anyway, I asked Death as he escorted me beyond protection he answered nervously hmm. it was okay I liked that's it. not bad at all I thought it was pretty good this next one this next one will get you it is by reddit user oh boy we're gonna have to look up his name and write it in the comments for you Um, let's see it goes please don't take the pills I need you she screamed as I popped the pills into my mouth. Oh. I'm sorry. I want to get better. I screamed and watched oh. her slowly vanish. Oh, my. Yeah. That was something, wasn't it? No joke. Yeah, that's kind of... That's sad. Yeah, I was like... It, but it really, like, got you. Like, you thought it was going one way, and it was like a... It was a mean curve. Yeah, it, it had a couple of twists there. It was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I hope you all liked it, too. Um, that being said, it's um, it's obvious that we have to begin with updates on the president. And um, first and foremost, I'd like to reiterate that uh i personally and we on this show i think agree we both wish the president good health and a speedy recovery yep and um a speedy and peaceful exit out of office on january 20th but um no you know i was thinking about the other day and or i was thinking about today and a variety of world leaders have been infected by the virus you know England, Canada, I think they even said Putin had it at one point. Really? But, um, yeah, I feel like they all had it, like, earlier. Like, I feel like in mm-hmm. his case, like, they haven't been, like, dissing the science. But I'm, I'm not sure. And then, you know, he got it from one of his, like, advisors or somebody. And I was thinking to myself, nobody really wears a mask or social distance is around their inner circle. So, don't get me wrong. Like, he mismanaged the pandemic. But it is a shame, uh... It is a shame he caught it. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, and I understand, you know, Trump has never, he and, him and his supporters, they've never shown anybody empathy. I um, Somebody had to remind me, but he did, you know, mock Hillary for uh, 
for her little bout with pneumonia. And um, to be frank, him and his supporters have, they don't have any, you know, moral ground to stand on. But um, once again, you know, it's not about what they do. It's about how you react is what I, uh, I tell my students, you know, like someone could walk up and punch you right now. And you could call the police, you could punch them back, you could lay down and play dead, you could run off and go get the boys. Like there's a variety of different ways you can react, but all to one to um to one action. And so um for me, I think that even though uh Trump uh Trump is a jerk. I think even, you know, jerks deserve sympathy, especially in the face of the circumstances. Not a sympathy vote, but, you know, your sympathy, empathy, and... um, As a human. Compassion, yeah, that is universal amongst, you know, mankind, humankind. Um, So, I think you agree, correct, Shay? Definitely, 100%. Um, And so... To update you all on the president's health, um, in the words of Mark Meadows, it was, oh man, I forget the exact quote. The point is the last 24 hours were scary and the next 48 hours we're going to be, uh, you're going to have to be monitoring the situation closely. Um, And so I still believe the president will live. Um. I still believe he'll recover because we haven't heard of any world leader. I don't know that he's the in the best of shape. Um, but with that being said, we got a, a really tough question. And it was, what happens to the campaign if Trump dies in office? Hmm. And so obviously, Pence takes over as vice president as far as a governance standpoint goes. Right, until uh, January 23rd, is that correct? January 20th. 20th, excuse me. Um, But um, it's really unknown, largely outside of that. We've never had somebody go down, you know, this close. This is all hypothetically speaking. And like I said, I don't think any of this is really worth talking about, but it is an interesting thing to discuss and so um but uh it's more likely than not that pence would end up filling his shoes um the rnc could you know uh nominate somebody new but um with early voting and mail-in voting already underway um and many states already have laws you know binding uh like binding their electors to uh, who the people vote for. Um, I think that the ticket would remain the same. And then when Pence, when the Trump Pence ticket won, Pence would be nominated as president. And I believe, you know, I don't know that the Supreme court would get involved and make that emergency ruling. I think that's shaky. I think you'll see some emergency state legislative sessions called in to see what they can do or what they would be able to do. But all in all, I think it'll come down to the like the House of Representatives when it comes time for them to certify the election. 
them choosing to certify it that way. That or state legislate uh, state legislatures moving to uh, allow the electors to vote for or to switch from Trump to Pence since they're on the same ticket. Now, haven't some people already voted? Yeah, a lot of a number of Americans have already voted through mail-in voting as well as through early voting. So then, well, for one, what happens if they don't want to vote for Pence, but they did want to vote for Trump, for one? And then two, what if Pence isn't even on the ballot? What if he's not able to run because the RNC picks someone else? What happens to all those votes? Do they just need to vote again? Or like, what what would happen? So um, I'll answer the second part of your question first. The RNC is highly unlikely to pick somebody else. Because you've already run into a number of deadlines as far as the ballots go. And so if you were to pick somebody else, the state legislatures, the state legislatures would have to convene and allow for your name to be on the ballot. Furthermore, there are people who already cast their vote and it would split the Republican vote. So you would have several Republicans that vote for Trump Pence and then, you know, another group who voted for whoever the new one is. And it would likely result in a Democratic landslide. Um, well, for, as far as like the white house goes, obviously they would still be united in most of the, uh, the races in Congress. Um, so I believe that that's the answer to the first part of your question. I believe the answer to the second part of your question is, um, you question how valid that is in a democracy. And I would say that I, question it too to some extent but you have to understand that in 2008 when John McCain ran they talked about how a major flaw for him was the fact that he was an older guy and Sarah Palin was not ready to be commander-in-chief and so like Joe Biden talks about how Kamala Harris and he wanted to pick someone who would be ready to be commander-in-chief on day one so he chose you know a united states senator somebody who's been you know around the ropes highest levels of government statewide uh executive um as california attorney general and so my point is is that when you pick a um when you vote for a president you vote for the vice president too and the president could i think uh we had one president that only served, uh, I think, a month or so. I think William Henry Harrison, if I'm not mistaken, ate um, ate something bad, cherries or milk, something that he had cherries and milk, and one of the two, there's something wrong with it, had some type of reaction. But um, the point is, is you had a president who was only in for, uh. I think about 30 days to be honest with you. Can you, uh, can we get the producers to look that up or somebody? Um, shortest presidency. And then, um, so I would say that much. And then I would also even cite like with William McKinley, um, Teddy Roosevelt, like nobody who voted for McKinley wanted Teddy Roosevelt in office. But then when McKinley ended up, you know, being assassinated, that's exactly what happened. And so, um, does that answer your question? It does. And, um, their last question was, do I think the election will be delayed? I do not. 
I think that sets a dangerous precedent. And I think that I believe that the election is um, constitutionally mandated. Yep, they said um, William Henry Harrison spent the shortest amount of time in office. Um, And it was 31 days to be exact. So you have to think, you voted for him, 31 days later you got his vice president. So I think that that's the most logical response is, you know, Pence would take over the ticket. Um, It'd probably be a one person ticket. Maybe he would tell people who he's going to. I don't even know if he could tell people who he would nominate. He could tell people who he's going to nominate and have them, you know, work with him the same way Ted Cruz said, I'm going to nominate Carly Fiorina, even though I haven't won the nomination yet, which didn't make any sense back in 2016 but um no i think that that i hope that that answers the viewer's question and i do i do believe that um i do believe the president is going to be fine but mark meadows said you know the next 48 hours will be critical so he he had a video today it looked like he was breathing a little heavy and he you know, wasn't as tan as usual. Um, so we'll just, we'll have to see. Um, that being said, Shade, I think that you had something you wanted to talk about next. I did. Uh, it's on the docket. Oh, our emergency update. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, this is more of like a, a PSA than an emergency update. But so one thing that kind of, disturbs me i guess as a societal member um what's up with bros not being able to say to their bros i love you homie like what's wrong with that seriously like so in in my band in my social group everything like that anytime anyone like heads home or is heading out doing whatever we all dap each other out you know do the whole handshake whatever or you know fist bump if you're social distancing, depending, but everyone says, love you, brother, right before we leave. I mean, it's just, it's customary here, but I find that a lot of people find it, I don't know, not acceptable. <laughs> like, what's wrong with it? What's the, what's the stigma? I don't know. I, uh, I'll take you one further. You said that you guys always say that when you're leaving, but I would challenge you that you should be able to say that at a random time. Absolutely. And uh, be able to remind somebody. So, you know, Shade, you and I, uh, we go way back to fourth Uh, grade. Yeah, I was going to say, none of you more than uh, half my life, brother. I was going to say, you know, growing up a military kid, you know, a lot of folks don't, you know, appreciate... A lot of people appreciate the sacrifices service members make, but they don't look at like the things their family go through. And obviously, you know, what the members do is much more significant, but even like, you know, the whole military, the family of the service member, you know, they all go through it together. And I guess, you know, what I'm saying is, is, you know, moving around all the time, you know, I always had to say goodbyes and this is one goodbye. I'm glad I'm never going to have to say. So, um, ditto. I love you, man. Love you too, brother. And, um, so yeah, be, uh, ain't nothing wrong with it. Go on and, you know, 
tell people how you really feel because you know in these covid times uh the one thing it should have taught us is you never know you never know when when someone is going to you i think like you find out someone catches it you don't get to hug them again you don't get to tell them bye seriously that's, that's what it is um and yeah and so um i guess that takes us right into virtual dating plus our next marshmallow and i'm hoping we really roast this one let's see what if in the 28 day phase so in case you all aren't familiar we came up with the idea that in 28 days, you should have some direction as to where you're going when you start talking to someone, be it on Tinder, like be it on Tinder, be it in, you know, person, whatever you all are doing. If after 28 days, you don't know, you are probably having your time wasted. Um, But somebody asked, what if in... 28 days you run out of things to talk about shade your thoughts well you know actually i kind of have a question for you real quick is this a, a lady or a gentleman who's asked this question gentleman it's a gentleman okay so the you know the reason that i ask is because i actually relate to this question very hard um i find within myself it's sometimes very difficult to even just start a conversation, not in the sense of, oh man, I'm shy. Uh, I don't know how to start a conversation. It's not so much that. It's that when I'm, you know, meeting a new girl, it's, I don't know exactly where our interests really align. And like, for me, it's like, I know what I'm interested in. I know myself really well. Um, but without falling back on just asking them a question, I don't have a lot to say. I, I definitely have a lot of things to ask, and I like to get to know them very well. And that works for a while. But after a certain point, I don't really have much to say. And I kind of struggle with that, even with people that I'm really close to. But um, yeah, I've always had to kind of struggle with that. Um, that said, from what I've kind of gathered from it, when it's really early on that I kind of fall off on having things to say, I generally kind of assume I must not be that interested. If I were really interested, I'd invest more time into really trying to talk to that person. And I guess I kind of see it that way. It's like, well, if I really wanted to talk to them, I'd have more questions for them. I'd have more things that I was curious about their life or curious about their opinion or something like that. I'd have maybe more things to ask and hopefully more things to say. Um, and that's kind of how I see it. How about yourself? I think that that's exactly why we've been friends for so long and exactly why we will continue to be friends. Because while I wasn't with you on the first part, although I do run out of things to say some of the time, it's, it's not too often. Um, yeah, you're a talker. I would sure. say, you know, I would say you're exactly right. You're probably not interested. I'd say you you should probably move on. Like after 28 days, there's no way you do 28 years. So yeah. you already know, like, that's that's a dead move. Like, um, 
No, I would say, you know, I feel like it would be after 28 days, if you run out of stuff to talk about, you have nothing in common because if you have anything in common at all, you should be able to talk and revolve around that. You should be able to talk about each other's days if you're truly interested in each other. Hey, what did you do today? And then they like you so much that they want to talk and they tell you about what happened in their day. Hey, this person was rude to me, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't believe this happened. You'd be like, oh, yeah, that's wild. People suck, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, and this happened. You feel me? Like you tell each other about totally. your days. And like, I feel like you'd even talk about current events. Like, like right now, there's nobody in America that I feel like there's not a single person in America that you can't talk politics with. Like that doesn't yeah. like they might not want to talk, but I feel like everybody has like some type of knowledge. Like there's nobody who is or at just least an opinion flat out. Yeah, I was gonna say like yeah, an opinion. There you go. They doesn't say knowledge is a um, that was a terrible choice of word actually. Um, but yeah, everyone has some type of opinion, and um, yeah, just getting that out about like what's going on. Uh, around the uh what's going on in the world but even you know taking the time to uh even taking the time to try each other's interests out like like maybe you teach her how to play uh or you teach your significant other how to play like a video game or something and then you know they might you know I don't even know. Show you how to do some crafts. They might they might <laughs> show know. you no, nah, they might show you how to dance. Like oh, yeah, maybe that's a good like one. there was this one girl I was talking to. She was like an artist. Maybe they teach you how to paint, like show you yeah. some stuff. Like shoot, like I, I'm not gonna lie to you, Shade. I'm fantastic at cooking breakfast. Yeah. I can't cook lunch or dinner. Really? Nope. Me, I'll teach you how to cook lunch or dinner. Yes, I'll <laughs> teach you how to cook lunch or dinner. There you go. Like no, I was going to say, I cook a wicked mean breakfast. But the point is, is, like, y'all can just be doing stuff together. like, And then, like, as far, I guess that's more doing stuff. But then, like, you know, like, just talking, like, you know, like, what interests you? Why does that, like, why does that, in, like, just finding out about the person. Like, exactly. You ask know, questions. Share your feelings. Be open, you know? Totally. You know, um, the way I've always seen it personally, um, if you're really looking for a significant other, and this this is the important uh, distinction, if you're just hooking up, this does not apply. But if you're really looking for a significant other, that person should basically seem, at least in some way, like a candidate for your best friend. Like, you know, you shouldn't be able to run out of things to talk about, even if you're just talking about nothing. I mean... In a way, like that's why you and I started this podcast was just because we could sit here and talk, talk forever nothing, because yeah. we're best friends and we've been best friends for the past who knows how long. Um, and we never run out of stuff to say. Um, and if you're really looking for a solid relationship, that's it. Whether that's a romantic relationship, platonic friendship, whatever, that is the ideal like relationship right there. And yeah, you should be looking for someone that you could honestly be like, you know, I can see myself being a really good friend with you for a long time. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? No, I agree wholeheartedly. Like, if you're running out of stuff to talk about in 28 days, you're just wasting time. And to be fair, if you're just looking to hook up, 
I don't know why you're waiting 28 yeah, days. Yeah, 28 because days. Because the 28-day rule never applied to you. It never, I cannot stress that enough. If you're just looking to hook up, the 28-day rule never applied to you. After 28 days, keep doing what you're doing. Don't wait 28 days. Shoot your shot immediately. What's good? What you doing tonight? I, I don't know how people do it. I'm not really one for all that, to be honest with you. Agreed. Um, But, uh, nah, the point is, yeah, after 28 days, if you run out of stuff to talk about, you, I don't know what to tell you. Like, y'all could talk about, you could talk about TV shows, like music, like, you could even ask like about like you know their what they want in their future, you know what their what they what their past was like. Like hey, like what were you like in high school? Like right, be genuinely curious about them, and I think you'll find that you have a lot to not only say but a lot to ask as well. You'll find you'll find that every person is a story. Exactly, and you don't get to know a story in twenty eight days. Nope, and so. If you run out of stuff to talk about in 28 days, um, shoot, I wonder if we'll run out of stuff to talk about on this podcast in 28 days. Like, <laughs> no, like it's like 28 days. All right. We said our piece. I'm not going to, you know, be, be, I'm not going to do all that. That being said. Right now we're on episode I think nine or ten to episode. We're 10. going past twenty eight episodes. Oh yeah, so we're gonna be going way past twenty eight. The question is, are we gonna get twenty eight subscribers? It's like <laughs> stop. Um. So that being said, um, our next marshmallow is uh, Clemson football, actually. So to give you all some backstory, Clemson football is a school in South Carolina a big division one football institution. They've won some championships. Um, and, you know, George Floyd bought black lives matter. And like, you know, that kind of thing to the forefront of the attention of the country. And um, I guess, you know, their coach is a brother of mine. He's a Pike guy. So, you know, I root for his success, but um, he said, you know, some wildly ignorant things, including like, I think he said something about like Obama and like how like racism was over when Obama got elected. Something just like what? Just like wildly ignorant stuff. And then he says okay. something about like, like they asked about the George Floyd thing. He was like, Oh, I'm praying like the demons away or something. Like well, it was just one of those right. things it was like, Are you gonna say Black Lives Matter and this is wrong or what, brother? Like you got a bunch of like young african-americans playing for you but i guess you know they say trevor lawrence called him um and that's his quarterback uh i don't know you don't know who that is do you i do um, not white guy looks like uh sunshine um he looks like sunshine from uh remember the titans oh, oh yeah. okay okay i was and, just like um, what are you so he getting talks to him and um, I guess, you know, he was like, I, I was wrong, blah, blah, blah. And so now Clemson put a bunch of Black Lives Matter stuff on their jerseys. And I'm wondering what you think about all that, Shade. Um, huh. Well, I mean, it's topical. I can see I'm mean, more than topical. It's... um. 
it's certainly it's a big part of the the culture in football right now and i think not having an opinion on it is a little bit ignorant um i would say um and i don't know to me it just seems like they're following suit with what makes sense not to say that this is exactly the the best um establishment for releasing political affiliation but it it does make sense uh for for what they have at least right now from what the way that you've explained it it's not something that i know that much about though so i can't say that i have the deepest opinion about it oh well i'm gonna go on the record and i'm gonna say i loved every second of it one it's a school in south carolina it's right at you know the front doorstep of racism right in your face like you know bunch of folks down there you know and obviously you know not everybody and i would argue you know less than probably 10 percent of folks in south carolina are racist but at the same time right in your face right like that's probably you know that's probably several people you know that's their favorite team you know mm. um and they're racist so i i like that move i thought that was solid and i think that you know doing that in sports everywhere is kind of like a it's a middle finger to racism, to be frank. Um, so I liked it. I'm going to go on the record and say that, and obviously I'm being a little friendly here, but Dabo is officially in the green. That man is good to go. Y'all were mad at him. Look, Dabo hasn't, you know, he hasn't pulled a Nick Saban yet, you know, led his players on a march, I don't think. But you got to think Dabo has all control over the Clemson football program. He, you know, has players, you know, he's forcing them to get, or I shouldn't say forcing them, but I should say every Clemson player has to get baptized. I shouldn't even say has to get baptized. The point is, is that man, you know, is at a public school and, you know, it's a public institution, but he's, that's his school. Dabo owns that school. If he didn't want those quotes on the jerseys, they wouldn't be on the jerseys. Now, maybe he's just doing it for, um, maybe he's just doing it, you know, for the clout, you know, because, you know, nobody wants to play for a coach who they perceive to be ignorant or racist. But at the same time, I'm going to go on the record and say he has a good heart. I've never met him, but that's my brother and I know he has a good heart. And so, and I know that don't make sense to a lot of people, but trust me. I know he has a good heart. And well, so you know, I know, I I know that right. he might have been. No, he, he 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 was ignorant, the things he said. But he he's, you know, you have to think, like 40-year-old white guy, he can't, you know, see it maybe from his perspective. It's hard to, you know, it's, you know, like if you're watching Fox every day, it, it's hard to, you know, like they talk about, you know, like they'll post up videos, officers being shot and that'll be the news for a week. And, you know, like in every situation where it's like black lives matter, they talk about how the black person was doing something wrong and how, I guess that somehow justifies their death. Right. Like Breonna Taylor, they say like, yeah, lived death in a is trap house justified. or something. They say George Floyd was on drugs. Like it's like, yeah. Like, and so like you watch a bunch of Fox news, it's like, all right, y'all are just giving into the liberal media, the hype train. But that doesn't make you, you know, a bad person. That no. makes you ignorant. And then after sitting down and having conversations with people, I think that he has a good heart, and I think he changed his opinion. And, and I hope that 
he will have conversations with people around him and continue those conversations and continue the movement forward because that's how it spreads. And I hope you're right. Change you know, is like a wildfire. I absolutely hope you're right. And um, I don't know. I just I I have to kind of take the the devil's advocate position there just a little bit. And there's any chance that that's not what's going on. Um, I'm not saying that I'm contemning the man in any way, but I I will need to hear his opinion before I give him any real credit. I think I, again, it seems more like it's it's an understandable move. I can see why he would do it. Um, I don't know what his affiliations are. Again, I don't know that much about him. But hopefully, you're right. He's you know changed his his um, belief systems a little bit. He's been maybe a little bit more of a human rights individual, which would be lovely. Free Dabo. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Um, I guess you all know what time it is, but uh, I don't think today we're gonna call it. The rundown today, I think we're going to call it the no huddle. The no huddle? The no huddle. Why the no huddle? Because it was college football today. There was no baseball on. Ah. The rundown is a baseball term. I see. No huddle. The fast break would be basketball or hockey, I was going to say. And then, you know, the no huddle is football. I see. So, yeah, we're going to do the no huddle. You ready? Down, set. Stranger Things Season 4 has begun filming again. Shade, thoughts on that? Hello, that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Cam Newton tests positive for COVID. Patriots game postponed. Thoughts on that? That's terrible. That is unfortunate. Down goes Oklahoma. Again? Again. Yeah, you heard it here first. What happened to Oklahoma? They they lost their Oklahoma last game? Oklahoma football lost again. Really? There's no They're chance. Be of, out. There's no chance of the college football playoffs. Yeah, that defense is atrocious. I don't think Spencer Rattler is it. I'm not gonna blame Lincoln Riley, but I am gonna say Lincoln. You're the class of that. You know, you're the best coach by a country mile in that conference, and you need to be acting like it. This is unacceptable. Here, you, here goes one for you. Georgia wins the Deep South's oldest rivalry, blows out Auburn. 27 to 6. Oof. Yeah, beat the brakes off those boys. Here's one for you. Microsoft is unlocking nearly 200 games on Xbox Series X oh, preview what? weekend. Okay. Yep, right now, you can, if you're watching your favorite streamers that are like big, not like, you know, like I know it's obviously when I start going to be me, but the big ones, like they're, you know, previewing Xbox Series X games right now that you can play. And that being said, Fall Guys Season 2 drops October 8th. So just in a few days. Hmm. I've actually never seen Fall Guys. You've never seen Fall Guys? Is it good? That's wild. What's it about? It's, um, we'll talk when we get off. (laughs) All All right. right. So um, you want to play us off while I give people the quote of the day? Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Fairy tales are more than true. Not because they tell us that dragons don't exist, but because they tell us dragons can be beaten. That's from Coraline. 
by uh, Neil Gaiman. And um, fairy tales are real. You're going to beat your dragon. You're going to find your prince or princess. Um, and you're going to live happily ever after. You don't even have to worry about all that. That being said, 86.5 The Vibe, The Fireside Chat, your boy Jackie C, and uh, his boy Pleasure P. Shade. <laughs> you all have a wonderful Saturday night. Peace.